0: Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout, Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third
1: day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm your host Aileen, and today I am very, very excited about my guest. He is a celebrity cosmetic and general dentist who has been referred to. He doesn't. He doesn't call himself this, but he's been referred to as the Crown Prince of Brooklyn, <laughs> and also I, I. His his work you you can see his beautiful work on my own mouth. Um. So welcome to DSD, Dr. Daniel Rubenstein.
2: I appreciate you guys for having me.
1: <laughs> I am very excited to see you, talk to you. It's been a minute.
2: I know. I wish we could do virtual dentistry where you open up and I could just like <laughs> work on you. And
1: It's not the same as podcast. <laughs> um, well, ha- how are you? How's life? You really do such amazing work. I like, follow your Instagram very closely. Yeah. You have such great celebs as patients. How's it been going?
2: I mean, as you know, my clients become my friends, my family. Like it's much more than just a patient. It's the relationships that we built, and like that's why you and I have such a good relationship. Yeah. And uh, and congratulations on your baby, on your move, on everything. I feel like we have to like sell That's why I have to kill it. Oh, I have we that have in, the back. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: have that in my kitchen. If I were about to do that in my kitchen, that same bottle is in my kitchen. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, the last time I saw you, I mean, I, I mean, I'm calling myself out here, but um, my. Last time I saw you, my gums were like so swollen because I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and it was really insane. Like they were covering my mouth. People had asked me, like, "Oh, did you get your veneers taken?" <laughs> I was like, "This is so offensive," because they you know were what, spreading, spreading them out, my teeth out.
2: You know what it is? Your gums are connected to the rest of your body, and anytime there's a hormonal change, uh, it the gums do get affected, and and yeah, majority of the women that are pregnant it's very important for them to go see the dentist as you know, routinely so that it doesn't happen.
1: Right. Well, that's also why I wanted to talk to you is because I mean like we, on this show, we talk a lot about like wellness as it pertains to what you eat and you know, your exercise, but like your height, your oral hygiene, your gums, like all of that um, is part of wellness. Like, and also I've heard before and maybe you've said this is like your gums are like also an indicator of what's going on in the rest of your body. So, Before we get into that, first, tell everyone about yourself. So you have your own practice. I know you do it with your your family. Tell me the story. Yes.
2: So uh, I'm part of a crazy family that are obsessed with smiles, oral health, overall health. Both my parents are dentists. My younger brother, Dr. Jeffrey, is a dentist. So we have a a full family of dentists. (laughs) Uh, I I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Our practice is in Brooklyn. And um, I really wanted to change the stigma about what people believe dentistry is about. Because back in the day when I was growing up, it was like, oh, it's painful, it's scary, it's so much unknown. People didn't go to the dentist because of those reasons. So what I wanted to do was change it and um, make it my own.
1: Yeah. So how long have you been in practice? And like, what do you specialize in?
2: So I graduated from NYU Dental in 2013. Uh, It's almost been 10 years, which is crazy because I still feel like a little kid at heart. (laughs) We all Um, do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I fell in love with cosmetic dentistry because I saw what it could do to a human being. When people are insecure about their smile, they don't go for the person they really want to go for. They don't go for the job. They lose out on so many different opportunities. So I wanted to give a person, uh, uh, my patients, a reason for a second chance for them to change their life and have a better life. I didn't want to be a surgeon. I didn't want to be a brain surgeon, heart surgeon. Um, There's too much responsibility. I wanted to change someone's (laughs) life. With their confidence, because I see what it does for a human being.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I got veneers because I had like massive, like gap tooth that I wasn't about to get braces. <laughs>
2: <for> <laughs> and like, it, was right, it was right before your wedding, it too, was right which was perfect. It was right before
1: my wedding. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is like people do crazy things before their wedding, but it didn't feel crazy to me because I was thinking about it for like three years before. And I didn't realize like what a difference it would make in like not only just what I look like but I, like you're saying in my confidence to like smile and in pictures and there was always just like something that was bothering me and obviously you know we embrace our imperfections mm-hmm. but you know if there is something that like can fix that and yeah. you know and they kept my teeth were kept spreading out more and more over time and you know you were like yeah let's do it they're gonna look great and you showed me the what it would look like and I was like okay <laughs> See
2: ya. you know what it is with you you've always been confident i think uh the veneers were just the icing on the cake for you yeah. it just let it let you just be who you naturally are and it was kind of cool seeing that transformation well, and especially right before the wedding because yeah. a lot of a lot of people that get married they regret not doing their smile beforehand
1: really mm-hmm. well i no regrets <laughs> <laughs> or i
2: have patients literally come a week before the wedding and they go what can you do? I'm like, a week before the wedding, <laughs> No, have an yeah. enjoyable wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Mazel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mazel let's God. go back to the, you know, what we were talking about before, like oral hygiene and oral health and how that impacts your overall health. Mm-hmm. Can you like throw some science at us and tell me like, why is that the case? How, why is your oral health so important? Why are we brushing our teeth every day?
2: Well, first of all, most people are not brushing the teeth correctly, not flossing correctly. That's the biggest problem. It's the education of, of uh, proper oral healthcare. Um, if you do it correctly, your teeth will be healthy. Your overall health will be healthier. Your your mouth is, a, is an amazing indicator for the rest of the body. If anything is changing internally, uh, your gums could, could get inflamed, your tongue changes colors. Uh, your mouth is an unbelievable gateway to the rest of the body. So for those that are, you know, uh, taking care of everything else except their mouth, you're missing a big part of your, your of your overall health, not only oral health, your overall health.
1: Yeah. Well, what, just as a, why so, uh, yeah. why do the gums? Sure, sure. Yeah. Because
2: there's so much research that shows that the gum inflammation, that tar, the plaque, the bacteria is correlated to the bacteria of the heart. Diabetes is connected to gum disease. Uh, uh, preterm birth is connected to gum disease. Uh, the cavities, you know, it, it doesn't only stop in the tooth. It can spread to the rest of your jaw, of your brain, like everywhere. Those abscesses could spread like, Mm -hmm. and also like, it's a lot cheaper to prevent problems than deal with it afterwards.
1: That's true. What kind of like, so what kind of problems? Like, what do you, what do you see when somebody isn't brushing their teeth properly or flossing?
2: So. First off, you know, those little small cavities, they could grow. And once they grow and they get into the canals, you need a root canal, uh, that infection spreads very quickly into the bone. Once it's in the bone, that could spread anywhere down below the neck, the head. Sometimes people wake up with an abscess. They wake up with their face swollen and uh, it, it could be a, a bigger, bigger problem. Uh, mm-hmm. It could actually become a death, life or death issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the mouth is in your head and like, correct. You can get like that's So it's part of like, it can connect, it connects to the brain. Like, as if like, you can get headaches from a toothache. You can get headaches from oh, like yeah. jaw clenching, you know, things like that. like tension it can headaches.
2: debilitate you mm-hmm. like tremendously. Like yeah. the worst thing that I don't wish upon anyone is to have a toothache. I mean, <laughs> a toothache could knock you out.
1: Right. I know. What is, uh, so what is the right way to brush your teeth? Like what's and what what are you brushing? You're brushing the actual tooth? or are you brushing your gums?
2: It's both. Uh, most people just for, I think like 15 seconds, 30 seconds, they brush quickly because they don't have enough time to do it properly. and uh-huh. they scrape they scrape, scrape, scrape as hard as they can. It's not about how hard you brush, it's the quality of brushing. And a lot of people also brush their teeth. There, some patients go, I brush my teeth three, four times a day. It doesn't matter how often you brush, it's the quality of your brushing. Oh you you really have to use a soft bristle toothbrush. Your teeth are supposed to last for the rest of your life, right? So you want to make sure that you don't scratch your enamel by using a hard bristle toothbrush. You want to be soft. You want to be gentle. You want to angle the bristles underneath the gum to make sure you remove all that plaque. Most of the problems also when it comes to tooth decay starts between the teeth. So it's not just about brushing your teeth. You want to floss and you want to angle the floss properly so you can remove all that plaque, all that stuff between your teeth.
1: Yeah. The best thing that I learned in your office was that you have to brush, so soft bristle. Yes. And you brush like at a 45 degree angle at mm-hmm. your gum. Yes. When you're when you're brushing so that yes. the, the bristles can get under. And then when you're flossing, also don't be aggressive. Exactly. But like you do want to get in, like do sort of halfway on every mm-hmm. tooth so that you get the full, right? Like the full semicircle.
2: I'm going to call you Dr. Aileen from now I on. I
1: know, I'm coming to work at your office. No, but that's, that's exactly yeah. right.
2: Most people miss that. Or most people, they they floss really hard and they tell me, I brush, I floss so often. But then you start to get gum recession because you guys are doing damage to your gums. It's, yeah. it's a very delicate process.
1: What, wait, wait, wait. What's gum recession? How do you know if you have it?
2: <laughs> it's when your gums recede. And it could be a cause of many different things, including over brushing and over flossing not properly. But what happens
1: fashion. when they recede, like what, what happens?
2: So you start exposing, you start exposing the root of your tooth, which is oh. very, very sensitive. And the root of your tooth is not supposed to be exposed. And when it, when it is, it can be very sensitive and also it could cause you to have cavities much quicker. So oh. you don't want to you know, deal with that.
1: What is a cavity?
2: A cavity <laughs> is when uh, bacteria <laughs> produce acid and eat away within your enamel and it starts to create a little ditch and a little crater in your tooth. And and it can get worse and worse and worse. And then many people either lose the tooth or they need a root canal. It becomes a bigger issue.
1: A big issue if you're not right. I remember like as a kid, you know, everybody's like, oh, how many cavities did you have this time? Is there like, and that that was always like, oh, you're eating too much candy. Like I remember that was like always like a correlation, whatever, or maybe it was just me. But what are there foods that are bad for your oral hygiene? Like I've heard coffee stains your teeth, candy. What is it, Are those just, you know, things you hear or is that true? And are there more?
2: So I tell my patients, I want you guys to live your life. If, if you enjoy candy, have it in moderation, understand how to clean it off your teeth. The problem with candy is that most people, when they chew the sticky gummy candies, uh-huh. it, it gets stuck on the craters of their teeth and they don't remove it properly and it marinates and that bacteria loves candy, not just humans, but the bacteria in your mouth love candy. So the more you feed candy or, or um, sugars or carbs or uh, acids, bacteria thrive in that environment and it's, it helps them produce the cavities.
1: And so the key is just to make sure that you brush it off after.
2: Properly, but not, Properly. After, but not after you eat. So if anything, rinse your mouth with water and that's it. Most people, they think that they have to brush your teeth after they eat candy. And you're actually going to create scratches in your enamel. Do not do that. Do not brush your teeth after you eat candy or anything acidic.
1: Should you brush your teeth twice a day, like morning and night? Is that correct?
2: That's, that's ideal. Brush your do, teeth morning and night. Yeah.
1: Do you floss morning and night? or?
2: Floss morning and night, yes. Well,
1: can Can we just do morning or night?
2: <laughs> okay, let's negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are not flossing or brushing, start off with once a day. And then try to build your rapport to twice a day.
3: It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Small's. Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens, and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pâté packages, and you scoop it, and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce.
0: That's n u u l y.com newly with two u's with code dst20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
1: So what's the best toothbrush?
2: A soft bristle toothbrush. I like I really like electric toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Philips, Oral-B, like any one of those because they do a lot of good work for you and most people can't reach all the way in the back. And behind the teeth, that's where a lot of the plaque builds up. So if you use an electric toothbrush and you angle those areas, it helps remove that plaque and bacteria. Mm
1: -hmm. What about like coffee, wine, all of those?
2: Enjoy your life in moderation.
1: Like, okay. So everything's fine. Just brush.
2: Yeah, they do stain your teeth. Yeah. You know, uh, if you have porcelain, it doesn't stain your teeth. So that's a little cheat code. But if you have natural teeth, it will stain your teeth. Uh make sure you brush it properly and come for routine cleanings. And if it's if your teeth are starting to yellow, you could do professional teeth whitening and that will help rejuvenate your smile.
1: Okay, I'm gonna get back to the professional teeth white right? because we have a bunch of listener questions mm-hmm. and some of them are about whitening. But before we get to that, you said yes. routine. So how often are you like supposed to go to the dentist? And like, are there any signs that you should be aware of? They should be like, oh shit, I need to, I need to, yeah, I need to make an appointment.
2: Um, I recommend for my patients every three to four months because that's <laughs> three that's, to four, uh, three to four months. Yeah. Wow. Quarterly I mean, your gums. So if you don't brush and floss properly, you can start getting problems within the first several weeks. So it's not even like,
1: oh, well, let's wait six goal.
2: months. Exactly. So I, uh, the more often you go, the better your oral hygiene is going to be period. Um, okay. So if you guys are flossing and flossing properly and then brushing properly and, and you realize that your gums are starting to bleed, that's a sign maybe that you should come visit a, the hygienist or dentist to see what's going on. Or if you have any new sensitivities or new things.
1: Okay. what um, what um What does it mean when your gums are bleeding? Is that good or is that bad?
2: So if your gums bleed for a short period of time and you're brushing properly and flossing and it stops, you're fine. Your gums sometimes bleed Uh, Whether it's hormonal changes, whether you kind of irritated the gums, if it bleeds for a little bit period of time, it's fine. As long as you keep on brushing and flossing. If it's an extended period of time, obviously come in, get it examined properly so we could address it and move on.
1: Okay. What's the deal with toothpaste? I was going to ask if there a good toothpaste, but before I wanted to say that, like, does toothpaste do anything? In reality? Yeah. Like, is it a fake product that was sold to us? I mean... (laughs)
2: Listen, if you if you guys are listening from New York or any other city that has fluoride in the water, you don't, you could just wet the toothbrush and brush your teeth with that fluoridated water. That's it. You know, toothpaste companies, they, they say the foaming agent and this agent that helps you. In reality, you just need a toothbrush, some uh, fluoridated water, or actually some hydroxyapatite. And that's it.
1: I read that like actually toothpaste was just sort of like they make it minty because you want to feel Fresh. like your yes. teeth are clean, but it doesn't actually necessarily do the cleaning. It's just like a feeling that they're <laughs> <Exactly>. selling.
2: <laughs> so most of these toothpaste companies are, are selling a feeling versus something that's super healthy for your body. Mm-hmm. S- something that I haven't told anybody is I'm working on a toothpaste right now uh, with specific ingredients that are meant to help your your health. Not just the, the feeling of clean, but it's mm-hmm. supposed to have ingredients that are really meant to help with the microbiome of the mouth and the gut and all that stuff.
1: Oh, wow. Like to, because yeah. when you're cleaning your gums and whatever, it it helps. That's exciting. You just told yeah. me and us. I just, this I is, just told this you guys. Is...
2: <laughs> I, no one knows about this except you guys and the rest of the world.
1: The, when is this going to come out?
2: Um, I don't have a launch date yet. I'm still okay, doing you're the research. And- yeah, research and development. We're in the final stages. It's the the ingredients in there are incredible.
1: So, what kind of ingredients were you saying? Are that you don't have to give us like obviously your you know private secret formula, mm-hmm. but what kind of ingredients should somebody be looking for in their toothpaste?
2: You want to make sure it doesn't have products like SLS and there's there's a few other ingredients that are really not good for your body. And most of the toothpaste companies use it because it gives you that clean feeling. Okay. It's not about the feeling. You want the actual health benefits if you're going to use right. it. And right. guess what? The toothpaste is the first thing that you use in the morning uh, to you know get your day going. So you want to make sure that whatever products you use is the healthiest possible.
1: Right. Totally. Um, what about like, you know, how people have water picks and, yes. you know, the other tongue scrapers and are those products necessary? Do they help at all?
2: For sure. So most people, because they can't floss properly, a water pick is a good adjunct to their oral health benefit. So like those hard to reach places, the water pick will shoot water and remove any plaque or stuff that's stuck between your teeth. Okay. I was having uh, dinner with a lunch with a buddy of mine and um, he goes, ah, something stuck between my teeth. I was like, let's get you a floss. He's like, it's not a big deal. So I got him a floss. (laughs)
1: It's the he worst thing you could say to you.
2: <laughs> I got him. Up. I'm like, no, you have something stuck between your teeth. He took out a big piece of meat between his teeth. I'm like, you're about to let it marinate. Or maybe, oh he was my saving God. Him. maybe he was saving it for later. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't let that happen. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Yeah. Meat does get stuck in there. Um, so many yeah. different things.
2: Just, you know, have a clean mouth.
1: And so what? If that meat got stayed in there for like, I don't know how long. He would have yes. let it just go four days what um what would happen like bacteria so, would just kind of it would attract bacteria
2: your gums do not like foreign objects anywhere they like a clean environment so the second you start to get plaque build up around the gums or food stuck your gums start to swell up turn red and bleed if okay. you do not take care of that over time the gum is like hey this human being that i'm a part of does not want to help me so i'm going to remove myself from that area and the gum starts to recede and starts to move away not only does the gum move away but the bone starts to move away you know what happens when the bone starts to move away your teeth become loose so you need to have healthy gums and healthy bone for your for you to have teeth for many many
1: years and they'll fall out yeah what do
2: you think
1: <laughs> oh My God. Yeah, that's why our
2: Our great great grandparents, we come from a very similar background. Yeah. They all have missing teeth. Yeah. None of them lost. Oh, gold is actually very good. Gold is probably the best material if you have to replace something. Oh, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting.
2: Eileen, gold grills, what do you think?
1: Gold grills. I don't like, I mean, I love gold, but like, I don't know if that's just my vibe. (laughs) Um, Okay, whitening. I know there's lots of whitening agents in toothpaste. as We were just talking about people use Crest whitening strips or whatever whitening strips. I just, Crest just did a great job at marketing. Does it work? What, what is, what is whitening? Why, why yes. are your teeth a different color to begin with?
2: Well, your teeth have pores and those pores absorb any type of staining or color that you ingest. So whether it's coffee, red wine uh, turmeric, you know, like mixed with uh, Mm -hmm. foods that could really stain your teeth. Right. And those are external stains. I do not guys, I do not recommend whitening or charcoal toothpaste period. It's super abrasive, meaning it can scratch your enamel. And once you scratch your enamel, your teeth start to look more dull over time. So those that are using whitening toothpaste or charcoal toothpaste over time, you're like, why is it not turning brighter? It's because your teeth are scratched and they look duller. It's not shiny anymore.
1: So you're telling me we shouldn't be using whitening toothpaste?
2: Nope. Okay. Zero. Zero whitening zero toothpaste. If you guys, whitening. Look, if you guys really want to have you know a brighter smile and do something called whitening, teeth whitening, go to your professional. Let them decide what is the best whitening uh, product for you based on your teeth. Right. So some people have very thin and sensitive teeth. You don't want to use. There's not one product that could work for every single smile and you know and person. So that's why it's very important to get it evaluated properly by your hygienist and dentist.
1: Is that just like a cosmetic thing that like your te- your teeth are turning a different color? Or if you're breaking down the enamel mm-hmm. and your teeth become thinner or the pores are more exposed, does that affect you in any other ways?
2: Yeah, your teeth start to look more yellow and gray the more you scratch your enamel and the more you do whitenings.
1: But does that, like, can, does that make them like more brittle? Does that yes. give you does that op- expose you to any type of like gum, anything? Yes. Like, you know so, what I mean?
2: So we're born with a certain amount, I mean majority of us are born with a certain amount of, of of enamel thickness. Some people have some enamel deformities, I'm excluding them, but the people that have healthy enamel when they're born, we have a certain amount and that's to protect your tooth from sensitivity, decay, like all these things. Yeah. Over time, the more we scratch it and the more we remove the layers, the teeth become thinner and thinner, they look grayer, they become more sensitive and more prone to breaking, chipping, turning gray, yellow, and sen- sensitivity and stuff like that.
1: Right, Sensi- sensitive, oh, that's Ugh. the worst feeling. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> no, any type of toothache, sensitivity is a disaster.
1: Cause there's, are there nerve endings in your teeth?
2: Yeah, and it shoots right to your head. And I have friends that, you know, would be like, ah, oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. I need help, like I'll get phone calls Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it doesn't matter. Teeth don't discriminate, they will affect anybody.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm like holding on to my teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, wow, groundbreaking news right yes. now. Do not use whitening toothpaste. I mean, it makes sense what, what the way that, like, the way industry works or whatever. Like, you know, they make you, they sell it to you, it dulls your teeth, you buy more.
2: Can I tell you why <laughs> uh, it, it even came out? because people are lazy. People are too lazy to go to the dentist. So they're like, uh, these companies are like, you know what? They're already using our Crest product. Let's just throw some whitening and maybe charge a little bit more and and say it's going to work.
1: Right. They could just say that.
2: Let them say whatever they want. It's us to do the research, to be smart, educated, and make the best decisions for our bodies.
1: I know I asked you this before, but I just want so so it's just like helpful like for people listening to the show they're going to go back and look at their toothpaste right now. Yes. They're going to look at what what ingredients are in there. Is there something that you said SLS is not yes. it's not just a hotel in Miami. What no. <laughs> what what are the other things that you should be looking for that are not so great and what things should you be looking for that, that you so you said fluor, fluoride water something with fluoride mm, is good for fluoride. your teeth.
2: There's some people that are they're like, you know, I'm, I'm already using so much fluoride. I don't want extra exposure to fluoride, which I could understand because you only need a certain amount of fluoride to for it to actually work. There's okay. toothpaste that have hydroxyapatite, which is also it helps rebuild your enamel and strengthen your enamel. Okay. So you can look into that. Um, there's I, I can send you guys like a list of different ingredients to kind of look out for because... We want to be an educated consumer. I feel like most people, they go to the grocery store, they look at the foods that they're eating. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, coloring, some toothpaste even have coloring in it and ingredients that you guys will never want to ingest. So most people go to the grocery store and they watch what they're they're eating, but when it comes to their oral health products, they're like very nonchalant about it. They're like, oh, I saw a commercial about it. This should be good.
1: Yeah. You decide to trust people for that. Right.
2: Yeah. It's the first thing you put in your body, which is your toothpaste. Make sure it's healthy. Make sure it has the best ingredients. And um, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, what about mouthwash? I've read that people, some is not great. Like it it ruins the bacteria sometimes in your mouth.
2: So many people, uh, I think mouthwash is is a good thing to use every day. um, But stay away from alcohol-based mouthwashes. Alcohol dries up your mouth. And when your mouth is dry, it's the perfect environment for bacteria to thrive. Okay. So are there so, some
1: bacteria that are good that you want in your mouth, though?
2: I mean, we all have bacteria everywhere. So there's yeah. obviously there's bacteria that, that you want. It shouldn't kill all the bacteria in your mouth and gut. Because you know, you want to have those bacteria fighting the bad bacteria. Exactly. What, yeah. So what alcohol-based uh, mouthwashes do, they dry out the environment and the bad bacteria could thrive. So you know, use mouth. You- go ahead.
1: No, 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 go. You you speak. So yeah,
2: use mouthwashes that are alcohol free. Maybe have xylitol that stimulate saliva and helps kill. Uh, you know the the bad bacteria, and uh, yeah.
1: Okay, another one. What about yes. gum? gum. Like chewing gum.
2: Um, there are people there. There are New Yorkers and and other cities that are addicted to chewing gum. You, I think gum is great, I chew gum. Don't chew it all the time, all day, every day. You'll start creating pain in your jaw and you, you might get TMJ related problems. It creates muscle tension, headaches, um, and also chewing gum all the time. Your body thinks it's about to eat. You guys don't swallow the gum and then your body starts to produce a lot of acid and then that, that, could, that could burn through your the intestines and it could cause you know regurgitation and acid flow from the stomach to the mouth. Uh, use it in moderation. I personally, if you guys, let's say, have lunch and you're like, oh, I have some bad breath, I ate onions or whatever, you can rinse your mouth with water. And I love Listerine strips.
1: Yeah, you like those.
2: I do. Yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's not that it's not bad for your teeth. I'm saying like the action of chewing gum.
2: Um, the action of chewing gum is not, as long as it's sugar-free and it doesn't have like, you know, what? Well, sugar and all that stuff that could. Okay. Yeah.
1: What kind do you chew? Honestly, whatever. like,
2: uh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter to me.
1: So, moderation, though, like a couple gums a day or one gum per day?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, when I start chewing gum, I, I want that taste to be in my mouth. Sometimes I throw in like three gums at the same time. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. And then that's it. And I spit it out and I and move on. You spit out it life. out and you're done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean whatever, whatever works. Um, I, I um I stopped chewing gum a long time ago, not because of anything like that was I, because it hurt my stomach. Like certain mm-hmm. things like xylitol or whatever that hurt my digest like it it gave me stomach aches. So um I stopped doing that and then also so many gums like just they like, lose their flavor in five seconds and they make you yeah. I, I take another one and I'm like
2: That's exactly right. The healthier the gum is <laughs> the healthier the gum is The faster it loses flavor So you're like yeah. Trying to throw in All these gums At the same time and
1: mm-hmm. I that's, know That's,
2: that's why I like Listerine strips It kind of just like Has that effect it Gives you that fresh feel And you move mm-hmm. on
1: Yeah Also it doesn't have Like that chewing thing Like you said But I'm sure a lot of people Also do it because of Like that oral fixation Okay let's do some listener questions. A lot of you guys wrote in and I want to get to all of those questions. There's so many things people want to know about when it comes to what you're supposed to do. Because like you said, a lot of people don't go to the dentist as often Mm -hmm. as we should, myself included. Sorry, Dr. Daniel.
2: (laughs) I mean, Um, (laughs) you have the perfect reason. You're moving...
1: I already moved. I already moved. I already had my baby. Baby. There's no more reasons. What's
2: what's another reason?
1: (laughs) No reason. That's the thing. It's like we make excuses and, you know. And also
2: moms moms put themselves last always. You have, you know, moms have so much responsibility. They're the superheroes, you know, so. Oh, thank you. We applaud all the moms out there.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. Well, all right. Let's do some listener questions. Number one listener question is, is there a way to prevent bad breath? Are some people just more prone to having bad breath? What is bad breath?
2: Bad breath, also known as halitosis, uh, could be a cause. could be caused from many different things. It could be internally gut related. So when people have problems, not in the mouth, but somewhere else in the body, uh, you could have something called GERD where you have acid reflux. It could, could cause bad breath. Tonsillitis in the back of the throat with those stones that could cause bad breath. And then moving forward into the mouth, if you have bacteria on your tongue, if you're a smoker or you smoke other things, if you have gum disease, if you have cavities, it could be a a multitude of different things.
1: Right. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm around people who diet, or like I've, I've, I know that like if you diet really extremely or you go on keto or something, Mm you a lot of or not eat enough calories i've smelled terrible bad breath from some of those people
2: i mean when sometimes that causes you to have dry mouth and when you have dry mouth it, it's like the perfect place like i mentioned before for bacteria to thrive in, and when they bacteria thrives it like basically poops in your mouth and it creates oh. it, that smell yeah what do you guys think out there bacteria well, yeah is- i want to
1: know what yeah what is it's bacteria just creating Odors. Acid and
2: odors, exactly. Acid,
1: yeah, acid reflux. Um, so uh, we had some questions about gum recession, aggressive brushing, which we talked about. Um, yes,
2: so it's not about the quantity of brushing and flossing. Yeah. It's the quality.
1: Quality. So it's the not quality. not so aggressive, 45-degree angle. Gentle. Soft bristles. Gentle. Gentle, Treat your teeth like they're family. <laughs> I mean, some people, <laughs> not a fan of their families, they might treat it treat That like, family that you love. <laughs> yeah,
2: treat, exactly. Love your smile, love your teeth.
1: Yeah. Um, someone's asked, I feel like my teeth look translucent. What does that mean? Can anything be done?
2: Great question. Uh, especially now in the summertime, so many people uh, that are health conscious love to drink lemon water. First thing in the morning, lemon water, or throughout the day, they sip on lemon water. Any type of acidity can cause your enamel to thin out. As your enamel thins out, whether it's from lemon water, over brushing, uh, drinking a lot of alcohol on a daily basis, your teeth start to look gray and translucent, me- meaning it becomes very thin. It becomes like glass. You can see through. And mm-hmm. there's nothing you could do. Okay. There's really nothing you can do. Once you lose your enamel, it doesn't grow back. So you could either get something called bonding, which covers your enamel to make it look healthier or porcelain veneers, which makes it look healthier and back to where it started.
1: Okay. So really not much you can do except some cosmetic dentistry. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, there's, I'm going to jump a few questions, but once somebody asks like, what is the difference between like veneers, the bonding that you said, someone asked dentures, (laughs) what are, what are, what's the difference and what's the process? Okay. Between all of those.
2: I want to make sure that my patients never get dentures, especially (laughs) the ones that I'm with early on in their lives. Dentures is when you lose your teeth. We have to keep your teeth for as long as possible, right? So Uh if you brush, you floss, you you see your dentist, hygienist often enough, you should have your teeth for as long as possible. Um, The difference between bonding and porcelain veneers, bonding is like a plastic. And what it is, it's like a, I, I consider it as a temporary solution. It's a thin plastic that goes over your teeth. It's like almost like Play-Doh and then you shine a light to it and it becomes hard. But that material breaks easier. It stains faster. Um, It can look good in a short period of time, but for long term, it dulls out very quickly. Porcelain is a luxury material and it it lasts longer. It looks better and it looks shinier and more real.
1: So what is the process like getting veneers and what like would be a realistic price? Somebody asked that like per tooth or something for veneers?
2: So veneer is actually just a term. It's like a contact lens that goes on the front of your tooth, right? Uh-huh. So a veneer could be made out of porcelain or bond or like or bond. composite oh. or composite material, which is a plastic. The composite, which is a, you know, softer material, breaks easier, is a cheaper, more cost effective. Uh, but it has to be redone often. And, you know, that could range depending on which de- dentist you see. It could be uh, $1,000 to $1,500. And then it, porcelain is a lot more expensive but also lasts longer, less ma- less maintenance and things like that. That could be around 3000 and above. But it depends on who you go to.
1: Right. Okay. So you're saying that you can make a tooth or several teeth out of bonding. Right? Y- yes. Okay. And that it's not as, you know, long lasting. Definitely and so when not. you're making veneers like you have you're making veneers in your office, right? Yes. Like so you're basically like creating you take a molding uh, of yes. do a 3d image of our my mouth or so a the, patient's mouth so I'll, I'll
2: go through the process yeah so i feel like that's an important thing to go over the first thing we do is do the blueprint and design your smile do not go anywhere where they just could do it in a day or two it has to be designed it has to be planned so we take a 3d scan of your mouth then we print it out so we have a 3d printout of your mouth and we first design it Uh, out of a wax material to see exactly the best shape, size and form of your smile. Then you come in, we both look at the ideal design for your smile, like a wedding dress. We look at it and we see if if we love it. Then we actually give you the ability to try on the smile, which you had the temporaries for to see if you want to make any changes to the actual smile design, which is cool because you get to leave my office, take photos, videos, see the length. Because most people, if they have very thin enamel and they want veneers. I give you volume in your smile so you can see what it feels like for the first time ever. You take the photo, you come back, we do a follow-up to see how you like the new design, if you want to make any tweaks to it. Once we make those final decisions on the design, we then take the measurements and we turn that design into porcelain. And then we get it back from my design team, and then we put individual veneers over your natural teeth, and then you have a smile that you can share with the world.
1: And how when how often do you have to get that done? Redone.
2: Um, Redone. So that's a great question. As long as you take care of your teeth and of your veneers, there is no timetable. So that question gets asked all the time. It's not like, oh, there's an expiration date in 10 years. And All of a sudden it's 2025 and they start popping off. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. What happens is over time, if you brush excessively, then you might get recession. You might get other issues surrounding the veneers. So people tend to want to replace it.
1: I see. Taking care yes. of it is the same as taking care of your regular teeth, right? Brushing at the gums. Cause you don't, not going to get plaque. You're not going pla- to plaque on top of your porcelain, right? Because they're porcelain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So it's-, it's like,
2: it's honestly like a cheat code. Cause even people that get the veneers and they don't brush and floss, their teeth still look nice. So they go, Oh, I don't have to, if mm-hmm. anything, I would recommend you do more than before, because it's like a second chance of your smile. Like why not
1: Mhm. Yeah, Take you care. also spend so much money on them. Um okay, got it. Um and you said the realistic price, you, you shared that answer. Yeah. And I do have to say when we I did the temporaries that's so true. I like had to get used to like what it looked like, but then it also how it feels in your mouth. Like I couldn't say certain words. Like I was like getting a lisp and so we like shortened them. Shortened exactly.
2: Exactly. And
1: then I was like, "Oh wow, I can I have a my voice is Back (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly
2: exactly, (laughs)
1: which is cool too because it's like you don't think about how your teeth affect your voice, affect how you pronounce certain things because it's really your tongue is hitting your the back of Mm -hmm. your mouth.
2: And if the and phonetics is such an important part of cosmetic dentistry because so many people when they get their teeth done so quickly in a day or whatever, all of a sudden they sound funny and they look funny because it wasn't put in properly and Mm -hmm. it wasn't planned. You need to go like the teeth need all the details possible to make it look good and sound good. You want to sound Mm -hmm. really good. When you have a nice smile, you can't just smile and not be able to speak.
1: Right. Right. No, I got to say it was a great decision that I made, even though it was right before my wedding, I'm very, very happy. And you even like, we went through the process of choosing a color. That was cool too. Yes.
2: And that's Um, something that I get asked a lot. People go, what is the best color? There is no one size fits all answer. And it, it was really about like understanding your lifestyle, understanding your habits. Understanding what will look good against your skin complexion versus the on, the other teeth that we didn't maybe work on. And, you know, it's a blend yeah, of the so rest many different of the teeth. things.
1: Exactly. Um, okay. So speaking of your tongue, another question was just like about general tongue health. Like what I know we talked about a scraper, but does <laughs> your, your tongue is like a muscle. It's like sitting in mm-hmm. your mouth. It like really is important. And yet we don't really talk about it. So this question is like, what should I be thinking or doing about my tongue to, to maintain its health?
2: Yeah. I think most people forget about even brushing and flossing. And that's like something hard for, for a lot of people to do, but they f- literally forget about the tongue. The tongue mm-hmm. is in a mouth. It has grooves and it has hairs and b- bacteria and bad smells and other things can latch onto it really easily. You need to scrape it, clean it. Whatever you want to do. You don't even have to use a tongue scraper. Use the bristles of your toothbrush and just scrape it down. Brush it. Remove that bacteria. That's the same bacteria that causes gum disease and other things in your mouth.
1: Oh. Okay, so we just need to brush our tongue.
2: Brush the tongue. Also, the <laughs> tongue is it's a really good indicator if, God forbid, you have any like medical conditions and things like that.
1: But it changes color, right? That's It
2: could, it could change color. Um, you know, there's... You guys should be your best doctors you guys look at each other uh, yourselves more often than anyone else look at the tongue like look around it because Mm -hmm. god forbid there's something that you don't catch early it could be really like
1: what are you looking for
2: um if you see any white spots red spots swellings um change of color out of nowhere you kind of want to notify your dentist and, and really yeah i'd rather you guys be safe than sorry
1: Okay, this is a funny one. My mom brushes her teeth with salt. Is that a thing? Don't do it. <laughs> Why would?
2: Because it's same thing like charcoal. it's it has those graininess it's like it, I think people think that exfoliation mm. you know exfoliation of the skin it sounds like a good idea so they do that to their teeth except the teeth do not rejuvenate. they do not rebuild itself and you're going to scratch your teeth and they the enamel. I do not right. recommend using salt. On your teeth,
1: they think that like your enamel will regenerate as the original color is. Exactly. I think the mentality, yes. but really no, it doesn't come back. Never, it just becomes more dull, more dull, and get if you want it whiter, go to a professional. But what? So yes. when you go to a professional, when I go to you and you do a I'll let's do a whitening, it's like yes. a crazy process. Is so the process you're you're still maintaining the enamel though? You're doing it in a safe way. Is that how you whiten yes. it?
2: Because you also like the professional is also isolating the gum area because a lot of people, when they do whitening at home, the gel spills everywhere. It burns their gum. It burns their tongue. You're not really having the most effective and efficient way. And plus the whitening that you guys do at home is not as strong as in the office. So you're like trying it once, twice. You're like, I don't see the best results. So most people do like often and and they become addicted to doing whitening at home because they don't see the results right away. Mm-hmm. do it professionally enjoy those results and then come for routine cleanings and things
1: that like was that. another question was those white those strips that mm. gel stuff is it it's not good for you or is it no, okay like temporarily
2: i think it's okay temporarily like let's say you have an event in the evening and you are like, oh i can't get to the dentist what do i do i want to <laughs> have a little bit of a sparkle use those whitening strips i think it's like 30 minutes or so um and then it will be slightly a little brighter. It's nothing to run home to and brag about, but it will definitely have a slight uh, difference in your smile.
1: But it's not like too abrasive no. or aggressive to your teeth. I'd
2: rather, I rather you guys use the whitening strips than whitening toothpaste.
1: Whitening toothpaste or salt as this person's mother uses. <gasps> have you heard of that?
2: I've never heard of it. No. <laughs> okay. I've heard, I've heard people use pepper, but not salt
1: pepper i've seen those like charcoal <laughs> no, no, oh no, no I've, i'm really gullible so you can tell me <laughs> anything but i yeah, i've seen those charcoal toothpastes and
2: yeah and the charcoal toothpaste leaves a mess I, i've tried it because so many so many people are asking me about it i tried it it's dark it gets all over the sink it gets on the mirror it's a mess
1: I haven't tried, but I've like tried like charcoal, like soap. And I'm like, it's absolutely not. This is ruining my shower. I'm going to use regular soap. (laughs) Okay. What is the deal with grinding your teeth? So many Mm. people grind their teeth. The more stressed we are, what is the deal with that? How can it, what does it do? And how can you stop?
2: Grinding is so common nowadays. I mean, the stress adds more to the grinding at nighttime. We don't realize it. We tend to like Mm -hmm. clench most people clench their teeth when they're stressed and then also grinding can be caused from stress and also can be caused from like not being able to breathe properly. Your jaw is trying to like position itself to get more air and people tend to grind. If your bite is off, people tend to grind their teeth. So that's why it's also very important to understand, uh, you know, making sure your bite is healthy. And then all that grinding, you know what it does? You start building the muscle of your face. Your face starts to expand. You start to get headaches, facial pain. So... What people could do to prevent grinding, A, there's something called a night guard in case people, you know, grind heavily. But something even more important, I've recommended this to a lot of my patients that are heavy grinders and have a strong muscle, place some Botox in your muscle. I don't do it. I rec- I refer patients out. And what happens is it softens the muscle. So when you do grind, you're not grinding as hard as you have before.
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard that about the Botox. Yes. I'm thinking about doing it. I got a massage for the first time in like, I don't know how many years. And she was trying to, she was massaging my head or whatever. And she's like, stop clenching. And I'm like, I'm not clenching. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, are you having an internal monologue? I'm like, I'm always talking to myself. She's like, well, then you're probably clenching. And then now, ever since then, I'm just like,
3: you're I'm noticing, like right?
1: stre- "Yeah, I noticed yep. that I'm like stretching my jaw out. Oh my God, it's crazy. And
2: also by... You chewing gum often, it adds to that muscle, which then return at nighttime when you yeah. don't even pay attention. It creates a stronger grinding force.
1: Well, yeah. i not chewing gum, but yeah. Okay. Two more quick questions. Go well, for we're it. talking about floss. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of gimmicky flosses out there. So many different ways in which they are selling flossing to us. What is your favorite way to floss? Or is it like, yeah, as long as you get it in, but is there a wrong way to do it?
2: So there's different types of flosses, right? There's flosses that are like connected to like uh, this okay. little pick. Then yeah. there's flosses that have like this bristles or brushes and you go between the teeth. I'm not a fan of those. I mean, for those that cannot or don't know how to use a floss, because it takes manual dexterity. Like it mm-hmm. requires you to understand and have a talent to floss. It's not just about putting a string up and hitting the gum. You need to know how to bend the, the floss properly. And you have to go through all... The teeth.
1: It's time consuming.
2: And you know, obviously floss, only the teeth that you want to keep, which which are everywhere, you know, all the teeth. Um, So I'm not a big fan of those those bristles because what happens is most people, when they go and use those like bristles, they actually cause a little bit of damage to the gum and it starts to get recession. A lot Mm -hmm. of people that use those bristles I've noticed have space between the gum and the tooth and they start to get something called black triangles. Um, Uh The best thing is using the floss properly Use the water pick if need be.
1: The water pick is a good is a good process. Do the ones the sticks though with the with the string in between. Is that any good?
2: It is. It is good as long as you're bending against the tooth. What most people do is they just go straight up up and, and they, down. Yeah, and yeah. they cut and they cut the gum. And the the more you cut the gum, the gum will recede and get inflamed and bleed and things like that.
1: Right, right. Because the point isn't just to get stuff between the teeth; it's to get that like semicircle yes. above. And so you're and in a in a gentle way to get any food right. Like you're that's the, what you're doing with flossing is you're getting food. Yes. Out.
2: Yes, yes, yes. There's a floss that I really love. I've known I've known the fa- founders and owners of them for many, many years. When they first came out with it, it's called Cocoa Floss. I've actually introduced you to that a while ago. Yeah. It's a th- it's a thicker floss, it's like a sponge-like, and every time I use it and I remove the floss, I see the stuff come out. So I, I like seeing stuff come out. Some people have very, very tight spaces between their teeth. You want to use like a, a, something called glide. Uh, it's a floss. Mm-hmm. As long as you're flossing, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Did you introduce me to it? It's like a thicker one, right? I think I, yeah, I used yeah. it. I used it up. Okay, last one. And I love questions that start like this. Saw this on TikTok. <laughs>
2: yes, must be accurate.
1: <laughs> are we not supposed to rinse after brushing our teeth after using mouthwash? Like, what's the deal with rinsing?
2: That's that's a really good question. Um, if you're buying toothpaste and products that have health in, healthy ingredients, like those ingredients that really are meant to improve uh your gums and enamel and so forth, then if you rinse right away, you're removing all those ingredients off your teeth. Okay. So it's it's definitely a good idea not to. But again, if you're just using the regular crest and colgate, go rinse your mouth. Cause it, it kind of is pointless.
1: It's pointless to rinse it out. Okay. Interesting. So I'm saying
2: I'm saying if you're using products that have like not the best ingredients, then you could go ahead and rinse your mouth as long as you feel that fresh feeling, right? But if right. you're buying products that have healthy benefits some toothpaste have prebiotics some some toothpaste have ingredients in there that's really meant to like aloe and i don't know some other stuff that really are meant to soothe your gums and soothe your teeth and protect your enamel. so yeah. you don't want to rinse right away you could rinse maybe in 30 minutes but don't rinse right away
1: I see. I see. Yeah. I always want to, I don't like using mouthwash because I want to rinse it right after because it's too spicy. (laughs) So I'm like, why is, what's the point of this? So I just don't, but this is great. Is there anything that I didn't ask or any listeners didn't ask that you want to share about like the importance of oral health or oral hygiene that you want to get across?
2: There is something that is debated in dentistry among all the people in the world, and this is a question that I get asked all the time. I just remembered about this. I'm going to ask you first, Eileen. Uh-huh. Do you brush your teeth first or do you floss first?
1: I sometimes take a break in between. I don't even do them in order. <laughs> <laughs> I switch it up, like, based okay. on my mood.
2: So what's your routine?
1: My routine is I would brush. If I'm doing them in, in like, consecutive order, I would brush first, then I would floss. I don't use mouthwash and then I call it a day. Nice. You th- is it the opposite?
2: Ooh, yeah. It's, <laughs> you guys ready? So yeah. from a professional like myself, I don't believe that there's a specific order that you guys should do it in. As long as you guys do it. I'll tell you what I do and my explanation, if it makes sense, then follow lead, right? I first brush my teeth. I angle my tooth, my bristles mm-hmm. properly, I brush my teeth. Because when you brush your teeth, I feel like you're getting some of that plaque back into between your teeth. Then I want to go properly floss because I want to get rid of everything between the teeth that's I, you know, that been in there. And then I brushed it inside. And then I use mouth rinse.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I used to use that mouth rinse that you sent me because I really liked it. It wasn't spicy. <laughs> and it was gentle. And I did like that actually a lot, but I ran out. So, so I
2: stopped. I'll send, I'll send you more.
1: <laughs> okay. So you do the mouthwash third.
2: Yes. I mean, so after I brush my teeth, I also brush my tongue as well.
1: Do you use toothpaste? Yes. Okay. You don't just sprinkle some water on it? No, no.
2: (laughs) I mean, I do like that feeling, the fresh feeling in the morning. So I'm part of the whole crew that likes a fresh mouth.
1: Okay. You know those people, do you eat and drink your coffee before you do that or the other way around? At least
2: that's another heavily debated question. What do you do? All right what do you do first? And then I'll go. I
1: cannot eat anything until I brush my teeth or drink anything. It tastes so gross. Like absolutely not. This is a non-starter for me. <laughs>
2: you know, what's interesting. I, I had a poll made and asked a bunch of people, which one do you do first? Most people eat first and then they brush your teeth because they feel like when they eat, they have like food and things stuck in their mouth and then they want to remove it before the day starts.
1: No, no, no.
2: <laughs> what do you do? I, w- I would recommend brush and floss beforehand. Um, I, some people would say like, oh, I don't like to brush my teeth before because the minty flavor ruins my breakfast. So either don't use a toothpaste or if you use a toothpaste, wait uh, 30 minutes to an hour before you eat.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Brush
2: your teeth I- beforehand. Brush that's your teeth before.
1: Brushing my teeth after the food makes me lose the taste of the food that I just enjoyed. <laughs> What's because, the point of eating?
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, most people don't brush your floss properly. So all that bacteria that's marinated in the mouth the whole the whole night while you're sleeping, it gives you know it gives that morning breath. And then you're eating with morning breath. I don't know if that's so appetizing. I'd mm-hmm. rather have a minty mouth and then have Totally, breakfast.
1: totally. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Also, I jug water before I even brush my teeth. And then right. brush as peel. long as it's
2: water, for those yeah. that drink lemon water first thing in the morning, you will deteriorate your enamel. I understand that it's good for your overall health, it's good for your metabolism, it's jumpstart metabolism, but it's terrible for your enamel.
1: It's terrible. Good to know. Hot takes.
2: Yes. It's really just looking and, and doing it properly and examining your mouth yourself at home. And if you do notice something, don't be scared, just, you know, go to the dentist. I'd rather you be proactive then retroactive and deal with a problem. I don't want you guys to have any problems. I, mm-hmm. I want you guys to come in and be like, I'm healthy. I look at it. It's healthy. And that's the best thing you could do.
1: I think also a lot of people don't want to go to the dentist because they're like, oh, I should be flossing. Oh, the dentist's going to judge me. Oh, I should be doing this, blah, 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 whatever you should, the shoulds, but they're not. And can you say, set the record straight? <laughs> is my dentist judging me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it, it's like any other relationship, right? So that's why it's so important to find not only a dentist, any type of healthcare provider that you guys see eye to eye, and you have a good relationship and you trust. I've had patients come to me and tell me how the dentist or hygienist in their other office uh, were like, were like, why don't you floss or like talking down to them. And yeah. honestly, that's unacceptable in the healthcare, but it happens. That's why I do the research first. Uh, and then you'll get to enjoy going to the dentist or a, a, another healthcare provider because your health is wealth and you really want to be on top of that.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Daniel. Are you taking new patients? Can people come see you? Um, tell, and where can they find you? Help, tell us all the information.
2: Yes. So um, I'm here to help you guys. And you guys can find me on Instagram. And on Instagram, on my profile, I have a link where you guys could uh, apply for a consultation with myself and my team. And then I'll have my one of my amazing patient coordinators reach out and get you in as soon as possible.
1: Do you take like patients for um, like just cleanings and just like,
2: yeah, or just so anybody we,
1: in your practice?
2: Yes. So we have um, a really nice big team. Majority of it is my family members. <laughs> and uh, we do regular dentistry, general dentistry, surgeries, uh, whatever a person needs for their oral health. We do that. I personally enjoy cosmetic dentistry. I love seeing those transformations and I love making a huge impact in your life. So that's what I focus on, but the rest of my team could focus on other things.
1: Great, great. So it's at Dr. Underscore Rubenstein. Everyone go, first of all, follow, cause you do amazing transformations, but also get that link to, I appreciate you. to come, to come to, to see the crown prince of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you so much for joining me on today's DST. Everybody, you can go follow me at Aileen. You can go email us, DST at Batches.com If you have any more questions for Dr. Daniel, you can also call in for our Thursday episodes. That's 212-287-5650. Follow us at Dye Stars Tomorrow. You can go buy our merch. You can do all of the amazing things. And we're always with you.
2: Through thick and thin.
1: Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby,
0: Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacy Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com.
2: Betches.